Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Stephen Simcox, who we did not get to see last week because uh, uh, a bug just went right through his house. Yeah, so, RSV, man. Not great for the little kids. No. But we're we're doing better this week. Good so deal. That's good. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, you get like you had a, a week a lot of dad. Yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of wiping up snot. You yeah. Know? Nothing like not your favorite week. No, not top ten either. But <laughs> yeah. we just keep pressing on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's these are these are what they write those parenthood books for, not the good weeks. <laughs> like, no, yeah. This is what they they do. Like every time you gotta read a manual, it's because weeks like this. I should start power ranking my kids like Dion does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your your immune system is a little slower yep. than this one, so you. So we kept dad out of working a little bit. So you're, num- you're number four right now. <laughs> that's okay. Top four, out of four, so that's not great. But we can we can move up. You know? But look, you could also wind up like being sixth out of four kids, and mm-hmm. like I've I've ranked your brothers and sisters ahead of you twice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you disappointed me that much. Or I could put the dog up there. And he's kind of <laughs> yeah. he's kind of annoying most of the time, but maybe he supplants one of the children. So yeah. right, just, okay, four out of five. That's not as bad. Yeah, like you could that that way. Like there's really that's the way they know. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's you know because there's going to be a point where the Santa Claus carrot is different. But I'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> you know, it's different. So you've got to do things like, oh man, I'm I'm a little dog this week. I really disappointed my parents. Yeah, and and this week's gonna be tough because. You know, the last few days, I've had a good bribe of Halloween, right? Like, yeah. okay, you guys don't shape up. Maybe we won't go trick-or-treating, which yeah. is just an empty threat, but they don't know that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to go trick-or-treating because, heck, I want candy too. But uh, that's been a good, like, motivator for the troops, yeah. you know? Did like, you, hey. Did you do a family costume or do you just go? No, I, I don't dress up. Do you dress up, Paul? Oh, Stephen, I thought you knew this about me and how I feel I about, figured you didn't. about this bogus holiday. Mm. Um, here's the thing. It's a children's holiday. It's yeah. a children's holiday. Adults have, uh, from our generation, not our parents' generation. Our parents' generation didn't do this. Yeah. Our generation, my generation, maybe not your generation. You're, you're a little younger than me. But mine and Garrett's generation did this. Mm-hmm. We co-opted Halloween as an everybody holiday. Yeah. And here's the deal about Halloween. Uh, if you're not into playing dress up, then it's not a day for you. And mm-hmm. I'm not begrudging that you do. I just, here, um, you ever have, like, have a conversation with a guy at a party and like you find out he likes a band? Not like likes a band, but like loves a band. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and he's like, oh yeah, I really love Rush. And you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. And then you like wind up going like pretty good. Pretty good. Let and me run you, down their discography. For and then you, you're yeah. just like in this conversation uh-huh. of like, how could you say they're pretty good? There's no other opinion then 
Like they're the best band and everyone else is just playing music to no right. one. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I, I didn't say anything bad about them. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. my favorite band's the Foo Fighters. If it's yours is not the Foo Fighters, then fine. Yeah. You know, so um yeah, I have, I have no desire to put a costume on. Yeah, so that that's like, but when you tell Halloween people, like, hey, I'm not going to, like, do I have to wear a costume to this? And they're like, what do you mean? Are you not fun? I'm like, no, I feel like I'm a fun person in other regards, but, like, you know, I don't want to buy something I'm going to wear once. Like, it's not like like a, like a cheap wedding dress. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to, you know, like, once I'm not Spider-Man anymore, this feels unnecessary to have this. Yeah, I have a coworker who loves Halloween, and it's strange because, I mean, not that she's not a fun person, but she's just not the type of person that's going to be, like, around the office talking to people. Like, she yeah. just kind of does her job and yeah. takes care of her business and gets out of there. But she's all about it. She was in costume. And so I asked her about this yesterday because it didn't seem to fit. And her point was, which I got it. I mean, I didn't agree, but I understood what she was saying. She was like, it's, the, it's one of the few holidays. And as you said, it's, it's really a bogus holiday. Yeah. But it's one of the few holidays. It's one day. You don't have to worry about cooking a big meal. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, like, splitting time between different families and everything. It's just, like, a one-off. We can decorate. We can have fun. And so I understand that. I get that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, but I don't have any, like – Themes, well, for one, like, my kids can't agree on anything, and so we're not going to do, like, like, they don't even really like the same movies, so I can't even be like, hey, let's do, you let's, know. Let's all be the Avengers. Yeah, let's all be the Avengers or something yeah. like that. I can't, we can't even get there. And so we, they just end up doing their own thing, and then I'm not going to, I'm not going to get dressed up. That's just not yeah. in my, in my repertoire. Uh, I do, here's what I do love about Halloween, though. Um, because you have people like your coworker. Mm-hmm. So I went to a place last night to just pick up a couple pizzas and, and go home and wait for trick-or-treaters. Yep. That was orders of my wife, who, by the way, it's Amanda's birthday today, so happy, hey, birthday, happy birthday to Amanda. Amanda. Yes, I'll say it again on the main show that she actually watches. Uh, but 26 uh, years old, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I like them young. Now, <laughs> uh, uh, no, um, she is younger than me. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, so I go and I walk in. This also made me feel really old. So there's a guy at the bar. He's just drinking a beer and he's on his phone and uh, he's dressed as Beetlejuice, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I love Beetlejuice. Um, Garrett, have you seen Beetlejuice? Oh, yeah. You've seen yeah, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice yeah. Okay. So here's how out of the loop like I felt in my life. I walked up and I was like, and the guy at the counter, I'm like, you must have said his name three times. And he went, what? (laughs) (laughs) It gets worse. It gets way worse. (laughs) Okay. So then the guy leaves to get my pizza Mm -hmm. and the Beetlejuice is looking at me and I went, damn sandworms, am I right? (laughs) You hate them? I hate them too. And he goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I went, I was like, Beetlejuice. Yeah, what are you? Yeah, and he's fraud. like, he goes, oh, no, I just really love this costume. It's like I saw it online, and I just I wanted to be Beetlejuice. And I was like, I want to do that. And I was like, but are you going to – you should watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like your age. I mean, like, yeah. he's in the – like, where Four he would have seen it. Of years, like, sure. he would have seen it. And I'm like, well, you haven't seen Beetlejuice? He's like, no, no, I want to, though. And I was like, I mean, you've really gone all out. I mean, you like the, it's the perfect costume. You look exactly like him. He's like, yeah, it was just all online. Me and my girlfriend's meeting me here in a second. I'm like, I mean, you really should watch Beetlejuice. Like, and the guy comes back. I'm like, you should watch Beetlejuice, and you especially, who's dressed as Beetlejuice, and you know what it is. 
He's like, well, I know there's a play now, too. I'm like, yes, because of Lauren Boebert. I know that you know that there's a play because of that. Mm. But. <laughs> He's tapped into that. Yeah. But, like, when I turned to him, it was like, damn sandworms, am I right? You ate them? I ate them, too. And I'm like, I'm doing, I, th I think that's pretty good little Beetlejuice impression as well. Yeah, it is. And he, it just went whoosh. And then I got in my car, and I was like, well. <laughs> I'm just going to my phone like nursing home. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by all of this. One, so this is a man that just surfs the internet for costumes. Like that's a strange. I mean, he just saw like he, he was on Instagram. Okay. Like you know, on Instagram, like yeah. they were thinking of cool costumes and like all oh, that one looks good. And it seemed like a lot of people liked it. Was a, apparently the thing. And again, once my pizza came, I couldn't continue to engage this stranger. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But like it. He just, he didn't really, hadn't really seen the movie. Also, what a wonderful response. I sure would like to. <laughs> like, yeah. I really, I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. There's streaming services it's like, everywhere. It's like, it's not a long movie either. It's no, like, you, it's like 90 minutes. You could knock it out in one night. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a Scorsese, <laughs> you know? It's not Wolf of Wall Street. No, it's, it is just what it is. That's it. I, <laughs> I sure would like to, if only there was a way. Yeah. Um, that's, that's funny. That reminds me of, I was listening to a podcast, Theo Vaughn, he's a comedian and mm -hmm. he had John Mulaney on it, yeah. and Mulaney's like, yeah, you, you had this line in a podcast that I think about like once a week where you said, I've never seen Malcolm in the middle. I'm waiting until I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I didn't, I didn't really quite understand that. <laughs> yeah. But I hope that guy watches Beetlejuice. Yeah, I do. I hope, I hope that they left. Southern Roots was where I was, mm -hmm. and we got in the car and watched Beetlejuice. Me too. Yeah, I do, because it was, I was like, you're really going to like it. <laughs> I really think you're going to. If you saw this, and he's like, I think he said, like, well, I've seen some YouTube, like, videos clips, of, like, clips yeah. of stuff. I'm like, well, if you liked that, <laughs> and you'll, the costume. you'll love the whole thing. <laughs> if you saw this, like, there is, it's really, you know, but yeah, no, he's like, or he was just messing with me. Which now maybe makes more sense, but no, I think I think this yeah. was a man that just didn't didn't. I mean, know. but that that exists, you know. I mm -hmm. like I remember having a discussion. I think it was with Jack and our our old producer Armstrong. We had somebody who was working here who did a video, and he put the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm theme music, music oh, on theme it, music yeah. on it, and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense with the video he's shooting. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, have you guys seen Curb? And they're like, no, we haven't seen it. We just see, you know, it'd the, become kind of an clips. internet thing yeah. to like put that. I said, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense what he's doing. Like, Curb is like, bad things happen to this guy. Like, no, nothing bad is happening here. Nothing, like, unfortunate has befallen him. Mm -hmm. And bad things happen to him because he, he, makes them, like, he makes them happen to him. Right, he invites he, it. He yeah. invites it on himself. And then they're like, well, Armstrong, and he, he said, this is, that's the line, the podcast line that resonates with me is, um, well, that song means something different to our generation. And I went... But it's not allowed to. Like, it is the theme song to a show about a curmudgeon who bad things happen to. Uh -huh. It's not anything else. It's not. Yeah. Also, in the context that I've seen it, like that's the context. I don't even the, really know. Like, it's what, not. It's not a. It's not a Warshak Warshak test. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like. Oh, I see a bat. I see a monkey. Like, no. It's, yeah, I see a heart. No, it's, it's one thing. No. I mean, like, if you went to Bruce Springsteen, you asked him what Dancing in the Dark is about, and he's like, well, it's about Dancing in the Dark, and be like, Adam, 
Not to me. <laughs> Have you rethought that? I mean, to me, it's about something different. Can I give you some suggestions about what it might be about? <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, no. But anyway, uh, we, we have treaded enough water here uh, telling Halloween stories, which I think is good. But we do have to get to the college football playoff rankings. Let's do it. I, I don't think, Stephen, uh, and I will continue to do this PSA each week after the CFP rankings come out. Um, this week, there was really nothing stupid said. Because you couldn't, like, you know. You can make an argument for it. You can make it. an argument for it. Look, Ohio State's got a better schedule than Georgia and Michigan. That's why they're ahead of Georgia and Michigan. Sure. Um, the only thing, and this is maybe just a little bit of personal bias, like, okay, Florida State's schedule is also better than Michigan's schedule mm -hmm. and probably also better than Georgia's right now, but they're fourth. So, like, yeah. you know, you're using it to, like, Add some drama to a game that's three weeks from now. I get that. Like, it adds a little bit that Ohio State's got a better schedule and they've had better wins, which is true. But also, I can make the argument that, look, while Michigan's schedule has been abjectly terrible and they haven't been challenged, what they have done that the other three teams have not done regularly, uh, Florida State and Georgia more than Ohio State has. But Michigan has done this in every single game. as where the others have had scares. Michigan has not even had to think about like, you can steal the signs you want. They haven't needed them in the second halves of games. Yeah. Like, they can just be like, well, you know, they can do what they want. It's, you know, every game is 43 to 7 at least. I mean, they're blowing people out. So they are clearly so much better than the rest of college football that, you know, I don't know if there's, there's anything you can say about that. So that's the argument I would have made for Michigan if I wanted to put Michigan number one. And I would have had no problem with any of the top – Five teams being number one. I really like if you had told me Washington's number one because they're in the Pac 12 and they beat Oregon, who might actually be the best team in the Pac 12, mm -hmm. and Washington managed to, to pull it off and beat them and, and may have set up a situation where if Oregon loses again, Washington wouldn't have to even play them once more. That's earned a number one spot. Great. If you tell me Florida State's number one, of course I'm going to tell you Florida State's number one because it's what I believe in my very soul, <laughs> you know? Uh, Georgia's the two-time defending national champ, and they haven't lost yet. Yeah. Ohio State's got wins over over Penn State and Notre Dame. Like, yep. like there's there's good arguments for everybody here. There is. I mean, I didn't come away incensed by anything. I, I think it's funny that you know I'm sure Kirby Smart is using this today in the mm -hmm. Georgia building and saying, "Hey, like put us number two, guys. Look at this injustice. They don't believe in us. We've won two straight national titles. <laughs> yeah. They don't give us the benefit of the doubt." But, I mean, as you laid out here, like there's a lot of games that are going to make these arguments more clear in the yeah. coming weeks. And so we'll get to see Michigan and Ohio State. I think you're right. Michigan, um, you play your schedule, but they have left no doubt to this point. They look like a team that honestly is on a mission mm. and coming off that disappointing loss in the playoff last year. Um, and maybe they're motivated by this sign-stealing thing too. I don't know. It's, it, there's a lot of outside noise. It seems like so far they've been able to keep that all in the building. But Ohio State's won big games, and, I mean, there's the opportunity for them to get back on top of that rivalry in a few weeks against the Wolverines, which would be huge. Uh, and then Florida State has signature wins. You know, I, I really liked what Washington has done, and I feel like maybe they would have been number four if not for the struggles that they've had mm -hmm. the last two weeks. But they'll get the opportunity against, you know, USC and, and other teams, Utah down the stretch here, and then potentially uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, would they rematch against Oregon, or is the, are they in different Yeah, I divisions? think, they, they, like, uh, the ACC is up to the Pac-12's, like, top two teams in the okay. Pac-12 are going to play against each other, so. Yeah, so that could be a, a crash course. Um, but there's a lot of different scenarios to play out. I didn't come away, like, 
really angry about anything. I think, as you said, you can make arguments for a lot of different things. And the playoff committee selection, like, explainer, that's a job I would never want because everybody just hates that person. Like, yeah. the guy that's got to come out and be yeah. like, Boo, Boo Corrigan yeah. has to sit next to now, – now he, like, he does that alone, and then he does the teleconference with Bill Hancock, mm-hmm. who is a lobbyist, um, and doesn't answer any question directly ever. Like, I would hate to sit in a restaurant and order food with Bill Hancock and be like, would you like, what would you like with that burger? Would you like fries or onion rings? Whatever you think is best. And he's like, listen, we haven't, um, it's too early for those discussions about fries or onion rings. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) I want to (laughs) know. Do you want fries or onion rings? (laughs) I mean, you know, what what are fries and onion rings? (laughs) What are we really talking about here? Yeah. So... Uh, but anyway, that they had some explainers, and that, like the one thing I did uh, like that Bill Hancock said actually when they asked him about Michigan, like does the sign stealing scandal come into it? And he's like, look, right now we don't have any facts yet. We have, you know, accusations and we have an investigation. But until we know like what the, the end result is, they they can't take it into account, be- and they'd be crazy to because like all of this like. There's certainly something going on. Yeah. But we could find out in the end that, like, oh, well, really, it didn't affect it all that much. And, mm-hmm. or they just punished them for breaking that rule. And that's kind of it. But, um, and the, the varying degrees of severity, it depends on who you are, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's the only thing. But yeah, the Boo, Boo Corrigan has the, like, we had Kirby Hocutt, Craig and I, on the show this summer. And I asked him, like, you have, like, I don't know why you would want that job to walk out there and because you can't just say what's probably on your mind most weeks. It's like, listen, there's a bunch of in this room. We all know a lot about college football. We pick the four teams we think are best because that's the job that we have. Yeah. And I cannot explain this and this and this. Like, if you want to know why X team is better than Y team, then I'll just tell you because we think so. Well, and I mean, how much we're not in the room, so we don't know. Yeah. But how much of it do you think is really just eye test? Because, like, they it come is. out and they do these met- – and I know they have metrics. And, like, with numbers – numbers are so advanced now, and I think they do tell a lot. But you can also, with that, you can kind of manipulate things, especially if teams have similar records. To be like, oh, well, let's look at, you know, first down efficiency. Let's look at success rate. Let's look at all this stuff. And so I'm sure they kind of pigeonhole and say, okay, these are the, these are the things we want to hit on. We go out here and talk. But, like, Paul – it's football, and these people know football. They mm-hmm. like football. I feel like really they just get in the room and they say, "Yeah, they look at the resume, but really they're just like, I think this team is better." Well, and a lot of it is okay if you're down to five and six. If you're, you know, who are those teams? Like, mm-hmm. would I think they get down to the? We don't think that six and five would beat four most of the time. Yeah, on a neutral, on a neutral field, on a neutral, like all those things. If they played ten times, it would be eight to two or seven to three, and we're gonna go with. Now, if it's 50-50, you've probably got a bigger problem where you're like, I don't know, which is going to happen more and more, which is which is one of the reasons they need, like, the transfer portal has made them have to go to a 12-team playoff because you'll get into those discussions now where as this continues to go and rosters are less deep and shift a lot, the, well, Alabama's been good forever. Yeah, but, like, they haven't done, like, we might see a period where Alabama doesn't wind up in the, like, in the top five for, like, six years in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, they might make the playoff, but they might lose in the first round or you know, not make the championship game. And then you're saying, well, yeah, Alabama was great in this part of the 2000s, but now it's 2029 and they, right. they haven't been what they are. You know, 
Nick Saban's still going strong, but <laughs> but they're yeah. still what they are. So like things are going to change. The twelve team playoff will make it easier, a ton easier, because there will be some obvious ones, and then you'll have a couple that you're like, well, okay, this is the debate on that. Mm -hmm. But uh, for now, they need reasons not to be, and they're not trying. Like they're not, especially at this point in the season. They also like you guys are getting mad on the internet. Like Ohio yeah. State and Michigan are playing each other. Mm -hmm. Oregon and Washington could wind up playing each other again. Any of these teams could lose to a like a dud at any time. Like, sure. Ask UNC. Like, you know, you could lose to two duds in a row yeah. that takes you completely out of this thing. You know, and had they had everything gone according to their plan, they would have been trying to say like why they're better than than everybody else mm -hmm. right now. But that's not that's not the case. So yeah, yeah I, I think that I mean it'll morph. I'm glad that this is the last year we have to put up with this stupid television show because it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's a total waste of time. And but Curry Hocutt, I was like, you, he was like, yes, it's very hard. Because there's sometimes you just don't have the data points. Or you don't have anything to really say. You're yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you like? Okay, well, we think know. this team is better. The yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, this is the, like, I know you're asking this, and I respect that, like, it's a good point. And believe me, we've talked about it. <laughs> I think the, the problem that they run into is sometimes you've, like, there were times where Gary Barda, you could see that he walked out and, like, Reese Davis asked him a question, and he was like, Nah, think of that. <laughs> we, we, we didn't draw that one up on the board. Can you wait like five minutes? I got to run back. Can we make a quorum? Can we do a sidebar can we, with the can committee? We, yeah. Can I just, I'm just like, you guys take a commercial break, come back, talk amongst yourselves. You'll see me when I'm back on screen. <laughs> I got to run in and be like, hey guys, um, did you guys know that Oklahoma lost? <laughs> <laughs> Reese, I really have to go to the bathroom. Give me like two minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, and, and look, the, um, they had a like Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma was the one weird thing mm -hmm. where Texas is above Alabama, which they should be because they beat them, but Oklahoma's behind both of them and they beat Texas. They beat Texas, right. Which then they had some kind of like, well, that, you know, they're like Oklahoma, I guess they had like Oklahoma lost to Kansas, but yeah, their loss was more recent. So. More recent and to a team that we respect less. Than them, like that's the Baylor TCU thing again. Mm -hmm. Now is. I know you you have probably different feelings on this because you're a TCU fan, but you know that was well. Baylor lost to West Virginia. Right. TCU lost to Baylor. Baylor lost to a worse team, and then people are like yeah, but but Baylor beat TCU. So like between the two of them, Baylor won that game. So really, that should trump that, right? And they're like, well, not in the Big Twelve. Like, not really. <laughs> yeah. No people people can clip this if they want. The head-to-head -head matchup should have mattered, mm -hmm. and it, ultimately it did. Mm -hmm. I, I have no idea to this day. I don't know why they had TCU number three before this, you know, before the last week of the season. And Iowa State, they beat Iowa State by a hundred points, and then they dropped three spots. But bottom line was Bob Bowlesby botched that because yeah. they didn't have a championship game. Yeah, and their slogan looked really stupid. Because it was one true champion. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had coach. <laughs> and then they asked them, "Who is your true champion?" <laughs> You guys tell me. <laughs> the true champion knows who they knows who they are in their heart. It's really the friends we make along. The way. <laughs> yeah, that was their explanation. So yeah, I mean, like they have that. That will all get itself worked mm -hmm. out. Especially you know the Big Twelve, like the madness of that. Like Texas and Oklahoma could find themselves not even worthy of it this week because they could both wind up losing. Right. Um, they're not invincible yeah. now. They could both wind up, and we have the same argument again. Alabama plays LSU this week mm -hmm. again. 
Alabama, Texas, and Oklahoma, Garrett, could all wind up with two losses, and then LSU could wind up ahead of all of them because they just beat Alabama. I honestly think that's probably what's going to happen. I'm, just, I'm a little nervous with the LSU aspect because I think Saban's significantly a better coach than Brian Kelly, but LSU's offense is better. But, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think that, honestly, because I do think Kansas State beats um, Texas. and I, Oklahoma, I picked Oklahoma earlier, but I really would not be surprised if Ollie Gordon torched them. Yeah. yeah, Kansas State is they've won their last two games by a combined score of eighty one to three, which yeah. is pretty good according to my sources. <laughs> uh I just like they've been so bad against Texas as of late. And yeah. I don't know like what to make of that matchup. I think they're great. I think they're good up front, which is what you have to be to beat this mm-hmm. Texas team, because they're finally built like a real contender and not just a flash yeah. in the pan. Um but no, Gary, that's a really good point. They could win that game. And then gosh, I mean, is there gonna be a better environment this year than Last Bedlam ever in Stillwater. I mean, or last Bedlam ever. Last Bedlam for a while yeah. in Stillwater. I, I, I hate that it's a 2.30 game. I wish it was at 7 o'clock. But those are both favorable matchups for, you know, the opposing teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate that it's a 2.30 game because that's the game that I've got to go cover is at 2.30 <laughs> uh, as well. All right. Uh, when we come back, which conference, since we're in this CFP discussion, mm-hmm. which conference is going to cannibalize itself? which is the most likely to, who can withstand it, because everybody does cannibalize themselves to an extent, but who eliminates themselves from it? I think the, the two biggest options are the Big 12 and the Pac-12, and we'll talk about that next. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. The Big 12 has dropped their schedule, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, Stephen, a little bit before we talk about Connor Stallions and his spy glasses, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, sorry we're on our phones. I hate news like this because there's, like, so much information, and it's condensed into one, like, picture. Well, the and Big 12, though, um, was not kind enough to do it like the ACC did. Or, or the just Big one Ten, grid. One grid. They have released individual infographics for each team. Check your email. There's an there's a email from the big, from Joni that has a graph on there. It's, oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. That's, right. that's, great, that's, produce. that's great producing that's by great. Garrett. Thank you. That's great go, producing. Garrett. So, yes, there we go. All right, because I'm looking at the social media, and I'm like, I appreciate, like, the individual infographics, but big me trying Mark, to – He was like, fire up the Canva machine, baby. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're making, we're making good, good graphics for every team. Yeah. Dennis, buckle in. <laughs> Today's the reason we hired you. 
<laughs> I'm guessing his name is Dennis. Yeah, and a couple of overworked <laughs> interns are just yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Back to Photoshop. Dennis, we can't do this anymore. You shut your mouth. (laughs) You come to me with a BYU scheduling matrix in two hours, or you don't come back to work tomorrow. (laughs) We don't don't pussyfoot around here in the Big 12 offices anymore. (laughs) That's it. A hammer's been dropped down, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, which conference do you think, after the CFP, has dropped the way they, they've ranked it at least the first week. We've got five more weeks or whatever it is before the last one. Uh, but which one do you think eats its young the most? Honestly, I wouldn't – like, I have held this belief for a few weeks now that I thought it would just be Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12 championship game. But I think it, it's going to be the Big 12 that eats itself alive. There's so many teams now that are grouped up together. And even with the unbalanced scheduling, a lot of them are going to end up playing each other. We get K-State, Texas this week. We get Oklahoma, Oklahoma State this week as well. Um, Texas, we, you know. And we have Iowa State and Kansas as well. Those yeah. are teams that are right there. They're in this. Yeah. And, I, and Iowa State, like, they're a solid football team. They have a clear identity. Texas is going to have to travel there to Ames, which is a tough place to play. Um, and Oklahoma suddenly looks really vulnerable. I'm not sure exactly what's kind of flipped for them post Red River in, mm. in the bye week. But, you know, played with their food against UCF. They were fortunate to win that game. They lose to Kansas on the road against Jason Bean, who's not your typical backup. I mean, he's played a lot of snaps, but still, it, it kind of is what it is. Uh, they don't look as confident with Dylan Gabriel in the passing game suddenly. And so I think there's a good chance they drop one more game. Um, and then even if it does end up being Texas and Oklahoma, there's a decent chance that one of those teams has two losses. Maybe one of them has one. And if that team with two losses <coughs> excuse me, finds a way to win, then suddenly it's a tough situation for the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> do you need water? Do you water anything? Yeah, water. Yeah. Gary, can you get him a water? Thank you. Uh, while we're here, yeah. It came uh, on suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Jack, I'm sorry. Jack was back there uh, doing a project. Well, uh, here, pick your poison. There we go. Yeah. Not exactly totally cold. But Thanks, Jack. I'll <laughs> tip you after the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think, like, I think you're right. The. I think with Washington and Oregon, there's a good shot they'll both wind up right where they are with just more wins. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Oregon will have the one loss. Washington will be undefeated. Although Washington's been getting scared lately, and I think that Apple Cup, even though Washington State's in a bit of a free fall right now, um, that one would scare me the most if I was Washington. Quite honestly, it would, just because there is going to be some bitterness. Which is what would scare me if I'm Oklahoma is that there's some bitterness. On the road, yes, and some just righteous indignation about that. Um, if Texas and o- or OU makes it to the playoff, does the Big Twelve claim that? I mean, I guess they can. They yeah, probably they, will, and they better. They better. You know, it's gonna be so weird. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how the like. I, I assume the perception will be like, oh, well, this is future SEC team that's yeah. made it in. Well, the thing is, is that it's hard to make the argument <coughs> that they maybe wouldn't also be doing this in the SEC this year. Yeah, because the SEC is not what it was. Because a lot of you know fans would be like, "Well, they wouldn't have done it in the SEC," and you're like, "Well, I don't, I don't know that they wouldn't have this year." Like, I don't know. And then you feel like because if you say like, "Well, you wouldn't have done this in the conference you're going to," and you may not, but you're doing it here, and now you're sacrificing this chance, well, you know, for money. But Texas has already proved they could. They went to Bama. Yeah. They yeah, went to Bama. 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 But like, but the the, the thing is, is that Texas. <laughs> Also got to play Baylor. They also, you know, right. like there's some along the way. Right. 
They SEC um, fans will always claim the grind of the schedule will be yeah. too much for X team to handle. Yeah, because their Baylor's and Houston's and UCF's are better. You know, whoever those are, year to year, the Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Ole Miss, and I mean Ole Miss is good, but like, but Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, Mississippi yeah. State, Vanderbilt, Mizzou are the one. Kentucky, like those are all better than your. Your middle to bottom dwellers. That's the the argument. Yeah, and, and that'll be there. It's hard to refute that. I think the thing Texas can say though is Gary talked about them winning against Bama and against the Baylors and BYUs and everybody else. I mean, aside from that Houston game, yeah, nobody scared them. I mean, they've taken care of their business and yeah. and won. Of course they lost Oklahoma, but that's another team that's making that transition next year. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think the uh I mean with Oregon and Washington schedules on like they're they're not like getting out of this. USC still has to play. They they both still have to play USC. Mm-hmm. So um, now USC is an absolute mess. They're an absolute mess, but they could probably still put a hurting on you if you're not ready for it. Yeah. Offensively, now I don't think that's going to happen because they are a disaster. When you have to muster up a mat, not not just a comeback, not a this game is in the rain and it like got a little sloppy and we couldn't do what we wanted to do so. Once we figured out what we could, we you know we won twenty to seventeen in a, in a mm-hmm. downpour. They had a, a massive comeback against Cal, a school that uh, the most exciting thing that's happened at a football game this year was before that game when fifteen students delayed it for a <laughs> protest. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe the second most exciting was hanging with Auburn for four quarters. Yeah, I mean that's like they're not. There's not good news at Cal right now when right. it comes to winning on the football field. And then they almost have this win against USC, you know, and, you know, the, um, they can't like, they can be like, oh, well, we're still in the power five. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, because, you know, the nerd schools on the East Coast were like, yeah, we got to, we got to keep, we got to keep you in here because we still the, care about research. To yeah. <laughs> we got to keep, we got to get you because it's mutually beneficial, but, you know, yeah, I know you saw this team up close this week. How much do you believe in Iowa State and like their ability to win a a big game where they're underdogs? I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, like TCU um, surprised me in that they were not ready for the way that Iowa State was going to play that particular night. Right. That that like they got caught really flat footed. Um, and granted, you know, I know Chandler Morris got hurt in that particular game. and then They the, were dominating the game before that, though. Yeah, but, yes, but I mean, it, like, it, yeah. but yeah, he got hurt. Like, there's all these things that went in. Like, they were, that went into that. Um, so, I mean, that's the underdog game I think about. You know, I didn't think about the Iowa, the I, Oklahoma State win. I didn't really think of either of those teams being massive underdogs because when right. that time that game was played, I thought they both weren't very good. Sure. You know, I was like, oh, it's 31-24. Well, good for Iowa State, but, you know. It's well, a, yeah, it'll, it's, it'll come out in the wash that neither of those teams are very good. And since that moment, both of them have been have been quite good. So, I don't know. Like, on the road, I don't know. It aims, you know, you have a little bit of that, you know, home sauce you can get. Um, you do. I, I, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I'm sure I'll get comments for this, but whatever. I, it's hard for me to believe in a team led by Rocco Becht. I know that, I, I mean. Well, I mean, I, look, I'm, I think Malik Murphy also showed that they, f- they can figure out an offense to run with him as long as he's there. Yes, and I mean, the thing with Texas is they have a, they look like they have a team that travels and yeah. that they can run the ball and kind of yeah. control the clock. 
and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to try to spread you out, which is what that Iowa State defense is more designed to stop because that's what they see typically on a weekend weekend yeah. basis. <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't think they can win a game like that, but they're they're right there. They lost to Ohio earlier this year, and suddenly they're in the Big Twelve Championship race. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a bizarre thing. I mean, Kansas or Iowa State's out of this thing this week. Um, you know, reasonably, you know, you could if Kansas State loses, they're probably out of it this week because they need too much to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas and OU like they can keep pace. Oklahoma like if Texas and OU win the game, then we're we're, we're kind of back to status quo. Yeah, but if it gets jumbled, then you're talking about a CFP that's probably not going to see a Big 12 team. And right now, they're on the outside looking at anyway and have to have some things happen on the way up. So right now, like, they've already cannibalized. Like, as if it ended today, they'd have cannibalized themselves right out of it. Like, Kansas would have ruined the whole thing <laughs> by beating Oklahoma. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the Pac-12, I, like, the Big 10, Ohio State or Michigan's in this thing. Like, they are, essentially, yeah. they said, like – by well, the rankings last night. I think you could argue that the loser of that game, it's probably not going to happen this year just because there's so many teams. But the loser of that game doesn't have to play the last week of the season, and that can end up helping them if that's their only loss on, the, on their record. Well, I mean, look, if, if <clears throat> chaos happens around it, yeah. you know, so, you know, who's to say that Washington, Oregon, Florida State uh, all don't have two losses at the end of it, and then you have this team that could be Ohio State with one loss, and you're like, well, you know, shouldn't have lost two games, guys. You know, right. like – you know, like, here you are, you know, and, and their only losses to the number one team would be Michigan at that point. And you're like, all right, well, put it, put them in, you know, put them in. So a one-loss Washington or Oregon that's a Pac-12 champion, you think they're automatically? Yeah, I think so. Thing? I think so. I think you have, like, as good as that league is, you yeah. know, and then, like, what you have to, to, to go through. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you, you absolutely have to. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, I mean, now, like, there's only two teams that can make it in any given league, really, aside from, you know, I guess you could make an argument that Penn State could find their way back into this thing. If, But I think you're talking about you're down to two, you know. Mm-hmm. You're really down to one in the ACC because I, I, I don't think they're putting Louisville in, even if Louisville wins out. Louisville has one loss? Yeah. Okay. If Louisville wins out, that means they also win the ACC title game. I just don't think they're putting Louisville in. Probably not. I think they'd I'd, have an argument, but their losses to Pitt, so that would be their. Yeah, their that's, thing. A, that's a bad one. They blew yeah. the tire. Yeah. So since their losses to Pitt, that would be Louisville being out. So really, you only have one ACC team that can be in this thing right now. Um, you have a couple SEC teams in Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Ole Miss could Ole Miss could reasonably get back in it, but they need Alabama to lose a couple times. Yeah, because they have the, the win over LSU that would help them. Yeah. If it. Yeah, I think they, they, they can make a run for it. Yeah, but they're, they're like, way to the back of it. Um, right. And then, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are really the ones who can wind up in the CFP at all uh, in the Big 12. And so, um, you know, I, there's the, – like, it's all weeding itself out, and it always does. Everybody always frets, like, what happens if there's 11 undefeated there teams. There never is. There never is. They all got to play each other. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, you know. Yeah, or what <laughs> happens if we get a fir- – you know, first time ever we get a two-loss team. Well, they'll just play the game. I mean, like, you know, and it's probably it's not going to happen because there's going to be plenty of teams. They'll, that they'll be, look, there'll be two lost teams. There'll be more two lost teams and more undefeated teams when you get to the 12 team playoff. Right. Simply by the, the nature of the fact that we're in 16 to 18 conferences now mm-hmm. and you're going to have uh, teams that may not play each other at all that would, 
not knock each other out. Like right. even in conference title game scenarios, like there could be a three-way, you know, or three-way tie at one loss. And like one of the one loss teams is like, well, I guess I, you know, lost on the 11th tiebreaker in the book, <laughs> you know, so those things are going to happen. Start doing like point totals and stuff. Yeah. As you add 12 teams and more teams don't play each other in the same conference in a, in a given year, but most of the time it's going to work itself out. There's only so many like elite players to go around that you can be having a great year, but if you don't have, you know, at the end, it's the guys who have the horses who win. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to go undefeated or go with one loss. We yeah. see teams every year, like, oh, they'll run the table, and then they just don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, and because the the guy who is making the biggest difference is out that day. Right. And you're like, oh, well, man, he makes everybody around him better. Mm -hmm. They should really appreciate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. When we come back, we dive a little bit into the Big 12 schedule and Connor Stallion's Mission Impossible. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. The Big 12 schedule has been released for 2024, 5, 6, and 7. And Get fired up for those 2027 matchups. Yes. <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to see you can plan ahead for TCU? Would you like to, to know who they're playing in 2027, Steve? Yes, please. I'm like, I'll skip the, the first three years because you don't, you need, you, you'll need time. Yeah. <laughs> you need, need time. I need, I need to start playing. They right? really don't matter. You need to start looking at flights. <laughs> yeah. Start looking at flights. So in 2027, you'll be able to get flights. Hold on, let me line it up right. To Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Cincinnati. And then um, just short little jaunts, unless you, by 2027, you're in your jet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will uh, have Arizona State. Tech, Baylor, and Houston. Tech and Baylor are – or not Tech and Baylor. Uh, TCU and Baylor are protected rivals, so they'll play every year in the rivalry. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's a lot of history there. I think that rivalry lost a lot of juice in the last few years, but I'm, I think it makes sense that it's one of the few that has been preserved through this process. Yeah, well, it, it hurts the rivalry when the coaches have mutual respect for each other. And don't hate each other's Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like when they – when they like each other, then yeah. it's, you know, or like they, there's like, oh man, I really respect what you're doing over there. Good, good work. As opposed to, I hate every single thing about <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm actively trying. I'm actively praying for your downfall. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> um, you know, I, 
like that one, it does. It loses a little bit of its luster. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than the results on the field, like 61 to 58 and the fact that Baylor, you know, kind of gets TCU like once every six tries. <laughs> like that, that part of it is, is kind of interesting. Um, but it was really made big by the fact that Gary Patterson um, hated Art Bryles. Yeah. And Art Bryles would never come out and say that he hated Gary Patterson, but the, like those guys did not like each other. They didn't like each other. And, I mean, also, like, the, the teams were good. And since those guys have moved on, well, since Art, Art was asked to leave and then Gary moved on later on, but both programs have been so up and down, it's like they haven't matched up yeah. at a time where they've both well, had I mean, stakes. it's like the Rangers and the Astros, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. – they're, the rivalry to me only really started two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. When they played in a series that mattered, because before what, that Texas was just an annoying, jealous brother. Yeah. Or like when the Astros came into the American League, the horrible. Rangers being sixteen and two against them one year was what allowed them to win the division. Right. You know, like they had such a good record against the Astros that the the rest of the division is like, oh, we're down by seven games because we. You know, actually lost to them more more than <laughs> twice. You know, and then it flipped. The Astros were able to control the division because they could control mm-hmm. the rivalry against Texas. That's kind of how it's been with TCU and Baylor, and that they're not good at the same time. Here's the other thing: is that Sonny Dykes is a nice guy. Yeah, like he's affable. There's nothing. There's nothing to outwardly dislike about Sonny unless you're a referee. You know, <laughs> he's not trying to pick fights. Yeah, yeah, he's not trying. Like nothing. There's no petty nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's just about what's between the lines. So um, I'm glad it's a protected rivalry, and I hope that they're both good at the same time again one day yeah. so that, like, it's not a game that winds up as maybe the rest of Baylor games are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> the exclusive home of Baylor football. <laughs> it's been for the last month. <laughs> what, are the other, what are the other three protected rivalries, Garrett or Paul, one of you guys? Let's see. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, BYU, and Utah. Okay. It does not appear that Colorado has one. Mm. Um, I think Cincinnati and U- UCF. So, so yeah, so those are the only four. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I can't really think of one that's like a glaring omission there, unless you want to put or Kansas, Kansas State. That's Kansas, one Kansas State. Okay, yeah, yeah. Everybody else kind of has to rotate. I mean, again, like the Big Ten kind of showed. Like Penn State has no protected rivals mm-hmm. because they're a Johnny come lately to the league and be like, who's your biggest rival in this league? And like, well, we, because we came here in the 90s, everybody else had like 70 years of hatred. And we're like, we don't like you, Ohio State. And like, yeah, we don't like you either, but like not as much as we hate yeah. all these other people. We got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll, we'll, we'll knock down and we'll get in the mud. But Was Penn State independent before that? Yep. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. So okay. Penn State was independent. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, like, if Notre Dame joins a league, if they join the ACC or the Big Ten all of a sudden, you know, if they join the Big Ten, their rival would be USC, but USC also already has some. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, we don't, we don't like you, but, like, you know. <laughs> it's not our top one. It's not, it's not number one, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think that there's – yeah, you keep some of the pack and all that. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's fine. So, um, you know, I'm not – like, it's an interesting schedule, you know, the, the way that they do it and, you know – um, yeah, there's just not a ton of history between a lot of the schools. So, yeah. but so, the, the rotating schedule is gonna be fun because you yeah. get different opponents most years. Yeah, congratulations to Tucson, Arizona, Lubbock, Texas, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and Orlando, Florida, who all get Deion Sanders appearances next year. 
Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's going to be there. Yeah, I think he'll be there next year too. Yeah, and I don't think he's he's been able to prove it. Like he's proven that he can turn things around, mm. but like not all the way around. Like yeah. he's got to finish. It's going to take some time. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's going anywhere. I think I think I honestly think he wants to win a national championship at Colorado and be like, look what I did there. You can smell weed over the whole town. <laughs> and I won a national championship. You're stoned just by standing in that thing. Oh yeah, and I. Coach football players through weed smoke. Just <laughs> <laughs> doing this all day. They were one, they were one in eleven. People forgot Colorado even had football, <laughs> including some of the guys that played for the team. <laughs> and I made it the most exciting place in the world. You know how many people like you know how many times Method Man's been to Boulder, Colorado in his life? Before I got there, none. Zero. Now he bought a summer home there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's on the slopes now. Yeah. You think, you think Little Wayne's going to come to Boulder for any reason? <laughs> no. <laughs> so now, do you want Method Man to buy a summer home in your house, in your place? <laughs> then, they had to shut down the NBA preseason because all the players were watching us play USC. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then that, that's the pitch. And I won a national title. You know, that, that, that'll be that. I think he's mm -hmm. determined. I also think that he's going he's gonna to go into Dallas and just go – you, 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 Let's you, get get on the plane. We're going to Boulder. Get on jet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get on our, our NIL jet. <laughs> get on the old. You want to go to Boulder? Yep. <laughs> Here we go. You know what? Bring your friend. Come on. <laughs> he's pretty good too. I think that's what he's going to be able to do. Like the the I, the biggest fear I think schools have of Dion is not necessarily that he's going to win mm -hmm. because you have to prove that you're going to win, but they do know that he's going to recruit. And oh, so yeah. if, you, if you've got a great relationship with a high school that's churning out quarterbacks like South Lake Carroll or something, and, you know, you're like, well, you know, if we don't get him, LSU gets him or whatever, you have to worry about that. Then, like, all those schools together are going to, like, wind up and, like, Dion's be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I waited for you guys all to say your stupid little old man nerd thing, and then I came in here and just said, hello, yeah. <laughs> do you want to go to Colorado? And the kid was like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I don't, like, Brian Kelly talked to me for four hours. <laughs> See, that's what scares me, because, like, all of those kids from, like, Duncanville and DeSoto that go to the Texas or LSU, now, I mean, do they would ever have a reason to go anywhere else. Now they easily would be targets for Colorado. Well, yeah. and th that's true, and there's also nobody in this league right now, like, I mean, UCF is trying to do it because they have that Florida connection. But pretty much everyone else, their MO is, oh, yeah, we recruit, like, more undervalued guys and we develop. And then, you know, later on, top of the development cycle, they're going to get better. That's not what Colorado's going to try to do. They're just going to go get the best talent they can, and they're going to have the ability to do that as long as he's there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I th that's, that's the thing that scares them the most is that you can't just decide you're cool. You yeah. either are or you're not. Yeah, you can't fake it. Ask yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, you yes. can't wake up like honestly. Like, and the thing is that, that there are, uh, you know, I, I know he's been piled on a lot this week, and partly by me. But like Dabo Sweeney, part of the thing that was I think kind of fun about Dabo Sweeney is you knew he was a dorky dad. Yeah, he leaned kind of into a guy. It. He, he leaned he into it, but like he never had to like walk into another coach that wasn't also a dorky dad. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know when he's when he's recruiting against. Kirby Smart, like Kirby Smart's maybe not the dorky dad, but he's like the like he's the rich dad. He's the rich yeah. dad. He's the like he's the overbearing kind of like tough one, or like Nick Saban, who's this wise old man. You know, yeah. now you just walk in and you know, there's you cannot believe me. 
I spent most of the first couple of years of high school trying to figure out how I seem cool. And then I hit me an epiphany. And I credit, here's who I credit for this. That sounds so stupid. But it was in the early days of ER. I credit George Clooney for highlighting this to me because I'm watching ER and the two main stars of ER early on were George Clooney mm-hmm. and then Anthony Edwards, not the basketball player, Goose Anthony Edwards. <laughs> and I remember thinking when I was younger how cool Goose was and how sad it was he died in Top Gun. And then when I saw Goose was bald and a doctor and sitting next to another doctor who was way better looking than him, I realized there's nothing Goose can do about that. Nope. <laughs> he is just destined to be standing next to cooler dudes. And the reason I didn't notice it be- in Top Gun was because he's just so much taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you have the edge there. <laughs> you have the edge. But put him next to the Clooney do- dog. Put yeah, him next to story. Clooney. You like watch Clooney like watch Clooney just pick up a, like a, a water bottle and drink it. And then watch any normal human do it. You're like, I don't know why it looks better <laughs> than when he did that. I yeah. can't. Why is this other person so disgusting? <laughs> yeah. Like, what did, where did you learn that? He didn't learn it. It just, it just happens. Yeah, it's just there. Like the force. <laughs> I don't know. No, and that's a good point because, I mean, Saban, like, yeah, Saban recruits just based on I'm the best at this, yeah. right? Like he's got that respect. Kirby Smart kind of the same way. You mentioned the other personalities in college football. Uh, and there's some other guys that are like, like Lane Kiffin's goofy. Like, I wouldn't say he's cool, but he's yeah. he's kind of figured out who he is mm-hmm. and is like, okay, I'm I'm sort of a funny guy. I'll I'm kind of outlandish. I'll lean into that. But nobody's like Dion. Nobody's just cool like. No, Dion. and look, there are there are other professional athletes that have reached his station of mm-hmm. popularity. I'll, I'll tell you, like Tiger Woods. There's nothing about me, and I and I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. Tiger Woods is not cool. No, no. He's a golf dork. He's the best golf dork that ever golf dorked. Yeah. He's a golf dork. And lean into it. Fine. Like, but if Tiger Woods and Deion Sanders walked into a room and both invited you to dueling parties, you're like, I think I'm going to Deion's party. <laughs> Sorry, Tiger. <laughs> like, I, you know, I know you'll probably have some like Titans of Industry at your party, but <laughs> I feel like Christina Aguilera is gonna wind up at this one. And I kind of want to see what happens over there. <laughs> like, you know, I, I might learn more at your party about the stock market, mm-hmm. but that one's going to have, like... That one will, will stay with me a That longer. one's going to have an ice sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> that is... It's not of like a swan or something. It's going to be of, like, 11,000 buffaloes. <laughs> everybody keeps walking out, and they have new sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you gave everybody belts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's talk about Connor Stallions real quick before let's the end of the it. show. Every, like... Aside from the like actual cheating aspect and the you know moral ambiguity that Jim Harbaugh and his staff are operating in, mm-hmm. the more details that come about out about this thing make it just so hilarious. It's funny, yeah, it's legitimately funny. So today, an Ohio State fan site, which let me get their name correct here. Nobody uh, investigates Buckeye like Empire. Buckeye Empire. Okay. Put out a tweet that said, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Garrett, if I send this I to it. you, you got it? It's up. You, got it, you got it up. Okay, in this picture is on the right, you see the man alleged to be Connor Stallions 
which has not been proven out yet, but it appears that it is. It looks a lot like him. It looks a lot like him in Central Michigan gear, and he somehow managed his way onto the Central Michigan sideline with a pass. These are all questions that I that we all need to know. I personally, especially, need to know how you, how you, like Central Michigan can just let him on down yeah, there. He's with on this one. Yeah, um, and they are playing Michigan State. This is from this year, season opener, I think. Yeah, on Friday night. Yeah, and he was there, and he is wearing Ray Bans, and it is a night game, so. You know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, Corey Hart, I wear my sunglasses at night vibe. Maybe that's this guy's thing. Nobody knew who he was, but the picture you see on the left is of Ray-Bans that you can buy, which actually uh, retail, I checked this out, about $250 for the, for the, like, probably for the, you know, one you'd want. Yeah. There's lower and higher depending on how much buying, but for $250 – which he could easily requisition from Jim Harbaugh's budget. <laughs> he has got himself some Ray-Bans with a camera on them. And you can see, if you zoom in, you're going to have to probably, if you're looking at this, you find the tweet, you're going to have to zoom in because it's not easily accessible at first mm -hmm. glance. But once you see it, you can't unsee un it. it. Okay. So it's there. And the levels that this guy was going to, to do something that I'm not totally sure to this point in the season has helped Michigan actually win, but maybe win by more, but it's not, he's not been the difference in any of Michigan's wins. I promise you that. Like that's what makes this stupid is that they might have the signs and they really don't need them. He's just doing this. I said this for the show. He's just doing this for the love of the game. And I'm not even talking about winning. Like I think he wants to win, but this is just a man that loves cheating. I think he loves the rush of what he was getting involved in. I mean, I get it. Like, Michigan State's one of your big rivals. It's a Big Ten game. I understand a future opponent. Having those signs seems beneficial. But they're playing Central Michigan. Mm -hmm. You're doing – who was that manager? Was that Bobby Valentine that put on disguise one time yeah. after he got ejected yeah. and tried to sit in the dugout? Like, you're pulling a Bobby – like, you're doing a sitcom plot where you put on sunglasses and a mustache and you try to, you know, sneak on the sidelines – you're standing next to apparently like the director of recruiting for Central Michigan. I didn't realize Jim McElwain was head coach there for the Chippewas these days. Um, but just a totally bizarre situation. And it kind of feels like, was it Nevin Shapiro? Was he the crazy guy at Miami that was like the booster? Yes. That went rogue and ended up in jail? Yes. This is a different situation because this guy is on staff, and it seems like the Michigan coaching staff was in on all this, or at least that's the allegation. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's just going to some – Amazing links to make sure that they have the, the information they want. Yeah. And, it's, and at the end of this, what's in it for him? Like, that's, that's I, I hope he's a young man. He's, I think, in his early 30s. He's a young man. He's a yeah. veteran. Um, does he want to be like the OC? Like, is that what he wants? Or does he, is this what he wants? Like, I need to know so much. And, not even because I want Connor Stallions to be punished mm -hmm. or anything like that. I just need to know. Well, and he obviously must love Michigan because it's not like it's not like he can go to West Virginia and they're going to hire him as like their espionage guy. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a one. This is, you're you're in a very clear lane here. Yeah, this is your job. You're doing it, and like you're going to do it. I guess until Jim goes somewhere else. Yeah, and. At that point, like, the NFL is already looking for this stuff constantly. Right. And the only reason that college is, is not constantly looking for it is that 
they didn't they don't really think about those things in the same regard. They know that everybody's kind of doing stuff, but I also think that like you would think that like okay, I'm sure there's somebody out there breaking the rules, but they're not going to do it egregiously. And this is just <laughs> yeah, there's something no payments, there's all kinds of paper trails everywhere. Yeah, there's just not this is not the Italian job. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not Ocean's Eleven. It's not Ocean's Eleven. Like, this is not any kind of good heist. Like, no, nowhere are the coaches going to be standing in a vault on their cell phone. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, why are there flyers for hookers? Where's all the money? Like, none of that. And in the end of it, I just want to know what's in it for him. Like, do you, like I, I love the teams that I love. Yeah. I love the teams that I love. Um, if the Red Sox hired me to be their sign stealing guy and we like, and I developed an even better plan than the Astros. Like I figured out a way to hack into the pitch com, mm -hmm. all of that. If I figured that out and then the world series ring ceremony came around, they'd be like, well, we can't really pretend that you exist. <laughs> so, and you can't tell your friends. Yeah. I can't, you can't tell it like. You can't I mean, tell I guess you could be like, I work for the Red Sox. I yeah. do whatever dummy job they gave me, but yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in sales. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm in game, I'm in game day experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to experience the game day all over the place <laughs> in all 30 ballparks from a very specific seat. <laughs> not, not always when the Red Sox are playing, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when they're not playing. Sometimes I just go, it's research. Yeah. I look at, I, you know, I taste hot dogs and popcorn and <laughs> see if we can do better. I, but what's in it for me? Like, what's in it for you? That was a great question. I, I mean, and they, they haven't, I mean, they haven't won a national championship to this point doing it. Yeah. There's a movie from the 90s called The Wag of the Dog. And I think about, I've thought about that one recently. And it's got Dustin Hoffman and it's got Robert De Niro in it. Mm -hmm. And the premise of the movie is very dark. It's a comedy. It's a very, very, very dark comedy. But the President of the United States has been caught in the... It's, it's ambiguous because they're trying to keep it funny, but in a compromising position with, like, a room full of Girl Scouts. Like, something's happened, and it's going to get... Like, they're worried it's going to get out. And, like, somebody's going to say something about this thing he might have done with the Girl Scouts, you know? And so the political machine builds a fake war with a, with a country... Um, and like they hire Dustin Hoffman to help them write the script because he's this famous, he's this movie producer. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the movie, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it for you. It's okay. Which you should still go watch it. Robert De Niro is the guy who's the political fixer and they're on the plane and Dustin Hoffman's like, oh man, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait to when the story is told. And Robert De Niro's like, no, no, no. You, you can't tell the story. The story doesn't get told, yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman has this really sad realization of like, oh, man. Like, I got to keep this. I, can't, I got to keep the secret. And it's not even in his nature. He's a movie producer. He wants to tell people the cool things that he did. And then Dustin Hoffman, at the end of the movie, winds up. So uh, that's what, like, I think of, like, you know, Connor Stallings can do all this stuff and say, like, I'm part of the Michigan coaching staff. And then you're like, what do you do? And you're like, well... A little of this, a little of that. Everything. You can't say it. It makes it really – like, that's the other thing about this is, like, fans, especially in the Big Ten, can jump all over this and be mad and angry. It is this, it's, it's a very sad thing when you think about it in the long run. Yeah. Because, like, what, what are you doing? What's it all for, man? 
<laughs> What's the end game, Connor? Yeah. <laughs> and you're doing this, and then for the rest of his life, J.J. McCarthy, an excellent quarterback who might win a national title, will have to answer questions about, well, you knew their plays, right? Mm -hmm. You knew what they were lining up in. And he's going to be like, <sighs> thanks, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Blake Corn's like, I'm good at football. <laughs> we won because I'm good at football. <laughs> nah, you're still inside. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I get that's a little bit how the Astros feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they were still stealing signs. Like, it was there. Everybody knew about it. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're a little over time. Steven, good to see Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Glad the kids are on the on the comeback trail. That's right. And got the, the trick-or-treating in last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope you got um, – may all your candy not be mounds. For <laughs> <laughs> a strictly Reese's family. Yeah, good deal. All right, uh, thanks to Garrett. Uh, coming up uh, later on the show, we have a coach today. Who I'm forgetting about. We got Colt McCoy. Oh, Colt McCoy. Oh, nice. Um, Parrish Cox. Parrish Cox. And then that's all I know right now. Yeah, I think we got one other coach, but I, I can't remember just yet. Well, that's going to do it for us. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency.